This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. So yeah, a reminder that we have Kilebukile Ramokhopa, who's our guest uh, this morning, uh, just talking to us about uh, the emotional intelligence and navigating uh, the workplace in a way uh, that uh, would see you really being emotionally intelligent and not just resigning uh, from the get-go. I told you guys that uh, there's a lot uh, that you contend with immediately as you walk into uh, the workplace. There are those energies. Uh, it can uh, turn uh, to be toxic, right? Uh, so how do you actually ensure that you tend to enjoy the workplace, you go back to basics. How do you actually more or less leave the politics and the drama and everything else that is happening in your life at the door? How, how do you ensure that this space become becomes somewhat of a conducive space? So we hear that emotional intelligence in the workplace is one of the most critical leadership skills as it helps workers understand and manage their own emotions when around their co workers. So really, this is what me and you should be envisioning as we go into the year. Uh, This is how we should actually position ourselves as well. And it really doesn't matter if you are a radio presenter or a broadcaster or if you are a nine-to-fiver or if you are an independent individual, someone that is an entrepreneur and the likes. I think the rules of the game really applies because of really how then you find yourself navigating that workspace. Even if it's a workspace in your own back room. Kinabuchele will confirm this, you know, you know, for us, but we're on 0861-987-000. Thereby X, we go by at PowerFM. Hashtag is hashtag PowerZone. Good morning. Welcome back. Good morning, Katiaho. Good morning. Sorry about that. We had load shedding and Amazingly enough, we just got reconnected, mm-hmm. and we are sitting at two sixteen on the second of on the sixteenth of February, twenty twenty four, yeah. which is like so profound for me right now. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. And, and uh, you know, Levo was saying as well uh, that uh, you know it's raining where Levo is. That may be the factor as we're trying to reconnect. And I was saying, it means that you're, uh, you're starting your day on a beautiful note, your birthday on a beautiful note, especially when it rains on your birthday. So that says a lot about how then things are going to go for you in the year. I am so grateful for that. And I do receive, Katleho. I really do receive. So yeah. let's delve into our conversation. Yeah. Your emotional intelligence. I mean, it, it, it's a lot uh, that we're contending with our saying that uh, it really uh, just that kind of space where uh, we feel that, uh, you know, it's draining me. It's taking a lot out of me. How do I navigate uh, this particular space uh, that has somewhat turned into a, a, a not, you know, kind place uh, bordering on toxicity? Uh, that That can be a case. And that is, actually what a lot of people are going through right now. Okay, so with emotional intelligence, especially in the workplace, we need to now start at the at the beginning, which comes with developing self-awareness, right? Because remember that each and every single morning or whenever you walk into a place or into a workplace as self, as Kalejo, as Kilebohile, as Lerato, 
you know, um, but are you aware of self? So taking time to reflect on your own emotions and knowing your own emotions, your own triggers, as well as reactions in the various work situations that you might encounter when you walk into that work environment. You know, um, we must take time to identify our strengths and areas of improvement and be open to feedback to others. So knowing that, okay, fine, if um, somebody comments on how I look today might trigger something, or if somebody comments on my um, delivery in terms of, you know, how, let's say, I spoke on radio or how I delivered this article or how I presented that meeting the other day, how I will react to that. So self-awareness is very, very important. Mm. Now, following self-awareness, we need to practice self-regulation, right? So that is learning how to manage our own emotions effectively, especially in very stressful or challenging situations, right? How do we react when we know that here is either I'm being antagonized, it's either, um, you know, I'm being provoked mm-hmm. or it's not a good space or we're having just generally a bad day at the office. How do I regulate myself? So self-regulation is very, very important in terms of learning to manage my emotions. But remember, I'm going to go back again to self-awareness because yeah. if you're not self-aware, there is no way in which you'll be able to self-regulate because you'll be like a bomb firing shots at everyone, right? Um, and you're not even aware of the fact that, oh, I'm a chicken time bomb. So <laughs> that is where it starts. And um, then once we practice the self-awareness and we practice the self-regulation, we need to be able to cultivate a culture of empathy. I cannot lie that we are perfect human beings. We cannot be perfect human beings. But in the culture of our work environments, we, you know, we navigate through many people that come with different energies, different thoughts, different processes, different ways of doing things. How then do we cultivate empathy in terms of making an effort to understand where everyone comes from in terms of, you know, like South Africa, as an example, has a huge culture of cultural diversity, right? Where we understand the different perspectives and emotions of our colleagues, our clients, and our supervisors, right? And one way in which we can do that is just by practicing active listening and asking questions and doing and showing genuine concern, you know, for others' well-being. And if you see that somebody's a bit offish today, I think a nice space to start from is how are you feeling today? How are you doing today? Right? Because we all come from different environments. And then number four, if you are not the most sociable person in the room, how then do we, you know, um, improve that? So the fourth point when it comes to emotional intelligence is enhancing our social skills, right? Um, Where you take it upon yourself. Because remember, we're talking about your emotional intelligence in the workplace that you are functioning in. So working on your communication skills, um, negotiation skills, and also conflict resolution skills, where we practice clear and respectful communication, seeking common ground, in negotiations and also addressing conflict um, constructively to find um, mutual beneficial solutions, right? And all of this will also add on to us building relationships, right? Mm. 
where we invest time and effort in building positive relationships with our co-workers, our clients, and our stakeholders as well. And, you know, um, relationships are very important because that is what helps and makes our organizations thrive. So showing appreciation for everyone's, you know, um, presence, number one, contributions, number two, and offering support where needed and where we can just say constructively that let us collaborate to effectively achieve our goal today in the workplace or our goal this month or our goal this year in our workplace in order to just manage and maintain and achieve our goals, you know. And this then feeds really into staying motivated where we obviously have to um, maintain a sense of purpose and enthusiasm for our work. So that feeds back into setting meaningful goals, celebrating achievements, you know, focusing on continuous learning and growth to stay motivated and engaged. And then we must always be open to um, you know, feedback, right? And I say feedback must not be unkind. Hmm. Feedback must be kind and constructive. It must build. So those are some of the little tips that I can share in terms of, you know, cultivating emotional intelligence, but it all goes back to you as a person hmm. and how you show up, how you present yourself at the workplace or in, in a meeting or when dealing with clients. Mm. And also, I mean, I wanted to come in there, understand that it all starts with you, right? Uh, you have to more or less work on yourself uh, so that you're able to uh, pick up on these things, navigate some of these things that are thrown at you. You're able to, uh, you know, be empathetic, you're able to ask people, how are you? And, and more or less be able to navigate a conflict as well when someone has stepped on uh, your toes. But uh, what do we say about uh, those people that... Uh, would then approach this in a manner of wanting to just sweep things under the carpet. Uh, when they step on my toes, I'm like, I okay, sharp, and, and, and could that be a way of navigating? Could that sense you are emotionally intelligent or you have to address it as, as it is right there and there? If you're stepping on my toes, I'm going to tell you, you're stepping on my toes, don't do that. And, and please don't ever do that because it doesn't sit well uh, with me. Or I would just say, Ah, Lebo stepped on my toes. Anyway, uh, the toe the toe didn't break. Uh, it doesn't matter. Uh, tomorrow is still another day. Uh, you always see the best in in situations. Could could that be a recipe for disaster or, or just a limitation where one's emotional intelligence is concerned? Okay, thank you for bringing that up because remember that Kashaho, we are all not the same, right? Mm. So Lebo might be a very extroverted person. Whereas Katliaho is an introverted person who's also conflict avoidant, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and when something happens, Katliaho might just feel like, eh, eh, no, not today. Or also, you know, when you are, so remember we operate from spaces of awareness and unawareness, right? Mm-hmm. So where Katliaho may be, may be unaware of his style of conflict resolution and then um, decides to just avoid it completely mm. and just be a teddy bear to say, I, it's okay, hey, I'm not going to get into that because it triggers something deeper in him. Or Wekakeho is in a space of awareness and knows that 
if I address this at this point in time, I'm going to address it either incorrectly or in a way that might not sit well with people because also a certain part of me is triggered, right? So how then do we navigate around the different personalities in terms of conflict resolution, in terms of yeah. you know emotional intelligence, intelligence in the workplace? We need to be understanding, and this is where empathy comes in, yeah. right? Awareness of self is very important, number one. I'm not going to go back to that, but I'm going to go back into, I'm going to go into the different personality styles that we all have. I'm extroverted. You are introverted as examples, mm-hmm. right? Um, somebody else is ambivert, right? Where they're in between. Yeah. Then, you know, Kile Bukhile knows that, okay, fine, maybe when she speaks, she might just be, you know, um, intimidating, and other people might find it very difficult to approach her when she steps on their toes. Or maybe she might just be antagonizing, you understand me? Antagonistic way to the point where she comes into the workplace, she comments, well, hey, well not today, you didn't do this and that properly. Or you don't look nice. Or you don't smell nice. Something yeah. as small as that can go a long way. How then do you navigate that? So it's just all about understanding each other and opening up our hearts and minds mm. to dealing with these situations in terms of understanding where Gatlaho is coming from. Because I can believe that Gatlaho, we learn each other as we work together, right? Yeah. So you will know that Lerato is afraid of conflict. But then I'm not going to just, you know, step into Lerato's territory or zone and address her in that confrontational manner. But I know that Kilimkun is very extroverted. So then, um, okay, fine. How do I then approach Kilimkun in that manner? So understanding is very, very important. And also, I think our workplaces also somewhat dictate the culture in which we handle conflict, we handle people, and we relate with people, which is very, very important. So if that is not really there in your own work environment, how then do you start off by off laying a foundation of, you know, um, creating a healthy, you know, um, a healthy foundation of emotional intelligence and conflict resolution? Because we can be emotionally intelligent, but how then do we handle conflict when it arises? So setting the foundation and it's never, ever too late or you're never too much of a junior or a senior to set a new foundation in the work environment. Well, when they come through, then they're able to abuse me, uh, you know, because I'm an understanding soul. That's how I handle a conflict. Won't it be a way of them seeing me as the weakest link of the group, whereby then I'll find myself when everyone is knocking off at five, Naga five, I still have a lot to do because I was focusing on what they were supposed to do, their work, and I was trying to close their gap and now I look at the time I'm like oh flip man I too had my own responsibilities but because I'm in understanding when you throw this at me when you say do this I'm like oh yeah no it's fine and, and how much of, of that can, can be a trap uh, for you and how do you actually navigate this in a way blind you know they basically know that you are there to work as well and they, they don't find your weakness and try to capitalize on that boundaries mm, right yeah. setting boundaries because setting boundaries comes with another level of self-awareness where you know that okay i'm an empath i can do more than what's expected of me mm. i can navigate around certain situations but 
I'm overextending myself in the workplace. Mm. But to setting boundaries, because yes, in all honesty, human beings are too blind, mm. right? But then once you become aware of that, how then do you navigate around that? So that's just saying, you know what? I'm sorry, it's four o'clock. I'm going home, yeah, right? Yeah. Um, I can handle this tomorrow during my working hours. It's about p- putting in place the standard that okay, don't call me during working uh, during um, family time or my own personal time. Mm. You get me? So we need to be very clear on our boundaries. And I believe that most organizations, if not all organizations, have structures where we can obviously escalate matters that, you know, um, upset us or put us in uncomfortable positions, Mm -hmm. right, in terms of helping to resolve the different conflicts that we might find that are arising in the workplace. So if you feel like your boundaries are being overstepped or lower in itself, you are unable to manage yourself in terms of setting boundaries. Mm. Go to HR, you know, go to talk, go and talk to someone and solve those matters or find resolutions towards those matters. Mm. And, and just as we draw to uh, the end of our conversation, uh, uh, how, how much of a responsibility uh, does does lie uh, with the company uh, to ensure that uh, we are all on the same page and productivity? Uh, do they also have some sort of a role to play there? Uh, can they set up uh, somewhat of a conducive environment in maybe coming through with programs like Debos Borad, where you we go out and then we tend to more learn, learn each other get out of our comfort zone and then we tend to relax and and, and those kind of things uh, uh, does the company have some a shoulder uh, some sort of a responsibility here uh, in terms of making sure that uh, there is intact productivity and we're all on the same page and we are happy it's a happy environment or it, it all borders on actually or, or lies with one's personal development uh, that as much as I would want to see uh, myself getting the best out of this workplace uh, as I give so much time to it i need to work on myself uh, and then the company because uh, you know this is not my mom's house so i'm here to work and go so how how does it uh, actually do we see the company also shouldering uh, somewhat of a responsibility in making sure that the environment is conducive okay thank you for that question that's a brilliant brilliant um, question that you've just put across So remember that you are stepping into a workplace. It's just like stepping into any household, right? That has rules that we need to obviously, you know, navigate around and adhere to as members of that household. So it is a company's responsibility to ensure that, right, um, we take care of our employees in all ways. You cannot just go into an environment and go and work there and not be taken care of. Yeah. That is grossly unfair. So we need to, as you know, if you're running a company, we need to know that we have a responsibility upon ourselves. Because uh, let me give you a worst case scenario. You don't want to know, Jorge, or you don't want to have a case where one of your employees has committed suicide because of the treatment and the lack of rules and, you know, um, regulations that did not exist in your company. You don't want that. Because at the end of the day, we have stresses. We have people, we are navigating amongst so many dynamics in the workplace. So it is a company's responsibility to ensure that they take care of their employees in order for them to 
be able to achieve or, you know, get the highest level of productivity. And we need to also teach our people, because remember that, like I said at the beginning, we come from dynamic backgrounds. I may be an aggressor, as an example, right? Mm. And then you might just be a very introverted person. How then do we manage that? Because I may just come from another environment that has stimulated me to be like this, or Mm. I may just be like that in in nature, you know? But then how then do we bring back that level of empathy and level of understanding, or that 50% of let's meet each other here in the workplace? So yeah. we bring people to a level of accountability to say, if you don't do one, two, three, you will be accountable to these consequences type of thing, right, For as a result of your own behavior. But then I believe, I strongly believe that it is upon the company's, you know, um, responsibilities to, you know, take care of their own employees emotionally and to also help to regulate emotions in the workplace. When you know that people are going through bad spaces, let's say um, a colleague has just lost a loved one, or a colleague has just gone through a divorce, or a colleague is just generally depressed, how then do you help uplift them in order to get the best out of them for you to thrive and for them to continue earning a living? You know? So um, it might just be an unfavored opinion, but... I want to hold a lot of corporates and a lot of companies accountable towards how they treat employees and how they treat people because sometimes it's really, really unfair that you get into a workplace that does not have any form of resolution for ill treatment of employees and for the regulation of employees' emotional well-being. Yeah, Lebo, you know, we can really go on and on and on. And, uh, you know, Lebo was just saying now uh, that maybe we can stretch this uh, in our world of work conversation, uh, whereby we'll then uh, just go at length looking at uh, what is happening in the workplace. Uh, but I also had like a lot of questions, uh, issues of history. Uh, does that play a part in terms of where you worked before and where you find yourself? I wanted to ask about the triggers uh, in the workplace. How does one navigate those also having an open bar can that really just be a consideration <laughs> so, <laughs> so so when we are stressed we know very well that let's go take a shot and then we'll come back happy people and the work will go on there are those environments whereby you know they're like i there's a, a, a smoking bar and then there's like also a smoking zone whereby you know you can actually just go there and de-stress and, and banter if you want to banter and uh, the likes but I, I, I want us to leave it here uh, for now we'll move it to another day in our world of work and try to really get a sense of how uh, then we can really uh, just ensure that people we help people uh, really get the best out of uh, their work spaces but self-awareness self-regulation cultivating the culture of empathy uh, just being kind uh, enhancing those social skills and uh, you know more or less working around conflict management uh, those are some of the key things that I've taken, uh, uh, you know, with uh, from you this morning, Lebo. And and really, uh, please uh, do enjoy your birthday. Uh, be kind to yourself and just ensure uh, that you just let it be. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, thank you so much. <laughs> no, 
no, you know what? I will be kind and I will be loving to myself today yeah. and to those around me. I will not go around instigating <laughs> issues with everything because <laughs> I think I used live as an example of yeah. all sorts of things that were <laughs> negative. But anyway, it's okay. Um, but you know what, Takaho? Thank you so much for always allowing me to be on the show, for uh, allowing me to you know, share my views mm-hmm. and as sometimes unconventional and, you know, unexpected views. But thank you so much for everything. I really do appreciate this platform. And yes, I think we really do need to expand on this conversation mm-hmm. going forward. Yeah, yeah, no, we, we will. We'll definitely do that. Uh, but really appreciate you. Enjoy your birthday. And, and, and yeah, just say hi to Nanas as well. Uh, but then we'll, <laughs> we will talk. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Thank you so much. And all the best to you and the listeners. Yeah, no, really appreciate it. Ramokhopa, our guest, are there. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.